Hello, people. I'm Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Today's show is really special and makes me really excited because it's a topic that is very personal, and it's something that many people have asked me to cover. So, without further ado, let's start、um, talking about.、Uh, enough nonsense. Today's podcast begins to cover the topic of attention deficit disorder. Like diabetes, this is a topic that is just too big to cover in a single podcast. Today, I'll define attention deficit disorder, and a future podcast will cover its treatment. Let me state clearly that this episode will be different from my previous podcasts. It's largely based on personal experience and opinion. I'm not going to spend time spouting statistics or speaking Latin, but instead, I'll give you my insider's perspective on attention deficit disorder. I need to also say that what I'm calling attention deficit disorder includes both those people with and without hyperactivity. There's a difference between these two entities, but they have basically the same cause and are treated much in the same way. So, what is attention deficit disorder? I don't consider ADD to be a disease, something that needs to be fixed, or even a disorder, something that is wrong with a person. I consider ADD to be a certain type of personality. People with attention deficit disorder have the following characteristics: they're easily distracted, they daydream, and they often lose focus, especially with things that don't interest them. They have difficulty following directions. Some of this is due to the wandering mind, but some of it is due to a propensity to question others' decisions. They talk a lot and often do so out of turn, tending to interrupt others and blurt out answers before they're asked. They're constantly in motion, often squirming or fidgeting enough to drive other people around them to consider using duct tape or tranquilizer darts in illegal ways. And finally, they often don't finish things that they start, losing interest or getting bored with things quickly. Now, many people have pointed out that these characteristics are also found in another group of people. Really young kids. A four-year-old child doesn't stay on task and also often doesn't sit still. This has caused them to suggest that ADD may simply be a lack of maturity. And in some sense, they're actually right. But as opposed to young children, the person with ADD has strengths that accompany the weaknesses, including creativity. The daydreaming mind is a mind that doesn't limit itself. I found that some of the most imaginative children are the ones being treated for ADD. Intelligence, although this is not always true with ADD, I've seen many gifted children who are struggling in school because they're simply bored and craving more mental stimulation. Independence, the person who doesn't follow instructions is often the one who wants to be setting the rules. If they see a rule they don't like, they immediately question it and often have a hard time following it. And finally, social orientation. Many class clowns are the kids with ADD. They use their creativity, independence, and intelligence to entertain others. They like to talk and do it often and do it well. They can put them in a very good social position. Now, I'm not saying that all kids with ADD have all of these characteristics, or adults for that matter. Everyone is different, but what I am saying is that everyone has strengths and weaknesses, and each weakness is usually accompanied by a strength. For example, if someone is very detail-oriented, 
They're great to put on projects that depend on getting things exactly right. But if you put the same detail-oriented person in a situation that requires a broader focus, a big-picture view of things, they often struggle. In the same way, a laid-back person may be calm amidst chaos, which could be good, but there are times that calm is the wrong thing. So with attention deficit disorder, the weaknesses displayed are often the flip sides of the strengths. So why am I so certain about this, and why would I rail against the idea of ADD being referred to as a disorder? The answer is simple. I have attention deficit disorder, with hyperactivity, I might add. When I finished residency and went into private practice, I started seeing a lot of kids with ADD. I had been taught in medical school and residency how to identify and treat children with this problem, but I really didn't see much of it until I was in practice. As I saw these kids, something began to dawn on me. They were just like me. I was the fifth child of six, and my older four siblings were all very calm and well-behaved. This really annoyed the friends of my parents, because it seemed like my parents were just having it way too easy. Then I came along, and those friends were delighted. I was perpetual motion, turning garden hoses on people when I was real young, and constantly questioning everything that was told me. When I thought about doing something, I never questioned if I should do it. I just did it. So when I was five, my parents expressed their frustration by getting me an appropriate Halloween costume. The devil. I thought this was really cool. In school, I did okay, but not great. I was too interested in making my friends laugh and having a good time to pay attention to the teachers. This got me into a whole lot of trouble. I had my own designated seat in the principal's office. But back then, there wasn't really an awareness of ADD like there is today. I'm certain that my teachers would have begged my parents to get me on medication if I was a kid now. I was smart and did well on standardized tests, but my grades did not reflect this. In high school, I did good enough and got mostly B's and some A's and C's. I got good scores on my SAT, so I did get into college, but my choices were definitely limited. So how does a person with ADD get into medical school, residency, and eventually onto this podcast giving you advice? Kind of a scary thought, right? Well, in college, several significant changes occurred. The first is I started taking courses that I was actually interested in, and I didn't have to take the ones that were boring to me, or not many of them at least. I also was much more intellectually challenged in my classes that I took. I matured. And finally, and maybe most importantly, I started drinking coffee. Caffeine was my stimulant drug, and I drank lots of it. These factors, along with very good professors, let me do good enough to make it into medical school, eventually into residency, and finally into the Quick and Dirty Tips podcasting family. Thank goodness for that. So what's the point of this story? Why tell you about myself? Well, first, I hope it encourages the parents of children with ADD. And also, I hope it encourages adults who are struggling with ADD. Now, let me give you my quick and dirty tips about dealing with attention deficit disorder. Tip number one, don't assume. A child who gets bad grades might actually be quite smart. The problem is not that they don't have intelligence to do well. They just may not be good at doing school. They don't have the ability to sit still, listen, or do homework as easily as other children do. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It's just they're not good at schooling. Tip number two, don't give up. 
the situation may be the problem. In other words, the fact that they have to go to school may be the problem, not the child themselves. It's just a square peg in a round hole. Sometimes it will just take time for things to get better, and sometimes it'll take a change of scenery. As bad as things may seem, they can get better. Tip number three, don't get down. I was very fortunate because I had great parents who never assumed that I was bad or stupid, at least most of the time. They stood by me, and that faith made it so I didn't have big doubts about myself. That is a huge part of why I eventually succeeded. Tip number four, don't panic. I learned a lot by having to fight through my problems. Just because school was harder for me didn't mean that my goals had to change. My success in the end was much sweeter because of the times when things weren't sure. So because things are hard, that doesn't mean you need to do something quite yet. We'll talk about that next week. And finally, tip number five, don't stop here. Listen to my upcoming podcast about treatment. I haven't painted the full picture, and so I've left probably left a lot of you with a lot of questions. Be patient. Don't bombard me with questions about treatment. I promise to tie up the loose ends. And that's it for Attention Deficit Disorder. Remember to go to the Quick and Dirty Tips website, quickanddirtytips.com, and fill out the listener survey. I'd like to tell you that there's all sorts of prizes if you do it, but that would be a lie. So just just do it for me. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can also find me on Twitter at housecalldoc or follow my Facebook page. The House Call Doctor. And now you know the reason for the name of my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, which is at distractible.org. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time, folks. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.